Welcome back to Other People's Lives. How's it going? It's going great. I mean, the sun's finally out in New York City. Finally, it is currently May 19th. I think this time last year it was freezing. Way to break the fourth wall and just tell them what day it is. Whatever. Yeah, we record ahead of time. People know this. That's why we take some time off. That's right. I got my sexy voice today. Is you hear the, that? Uh, what? You're se- <laughs> like the raspy. Why? You drank yesterday? No, I went to a boxing match. And I'm a pretty like soft-spoken, subdued guy. But you scream at boxing matches? If you bring me to a live sporting event and something crazy happens, yeah. screaming. Which, you know, that something did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big knockout. Big so. knockout. I don't remember screaming, but definitely screamed. Definitely screamed. But Got I like you. it. I feel mature. You, you know? feel mature? I actually went to the PGA Championship out in Long Island. Not Ooh. long ago. Yeah, you don't. You definitely don't scream at golf. Matches. I mean, I did. <laughs> I don't. Happy you, Gilmore style. No, I mean, like after they putt, you're like, oh, in the hole. And like, I don't really care, you know. Like, I saw Tiger Woods though. It was pretty close to, to Tiger Woods. Yeah, he sucked. Oh, did he? He double bogeyed. Oh well, yeah. I saw the greatest cool golfer of all time. That, yeah. double bogey. <laughs> it was great. Um, but anyway, today we have a very interesting episode uh, of other people's lives. Yeah, we're not talking about sports. We're talking about um, the vaginas. Talking about vaginas. We talk about vaginas a lot. Yeah. On this ep- on this uh, on there's this a, podcast, there's a lot to know. Not because we know a lot about vaginas. I, mean, I think it's because we don't know a lot about vaginas. Right. But we're trying to learn. <laughs> but we're trying to learn. Well, we we talk about sex a lot, obviously. Right. But with this episode, you know, we talk about people having sex a lot, mm-hmm. fetishes, things like that. We're gonna take. You know, we're going to take a look from the other side today at someone who can't have sex. Right. Physically or it's cannot. very painful when they have sex. Right. Penetrative sex. Why was that so hard to say? I don't know. You said it very slow. Um, but yeah, this, this woman today has something called uh, vaginismus. Vaginismus, which, which I think is either from Harry Potter or something that that red lady in game of thrones said once it actually does sound like a spell of some sort vaginismus but it is uh it's a condition that involves a muscle spasm in the pelvic floor muscles which can make it painful difficult or impossible to have sex or even get you know an exam or insert a tampon so it's a pretty serious thing and i would say that it kind of alters the way that you kind of go about your life it's not just like this you know one small thing like those are three i would say huge things i mean it, if if it makes it impossible to have sex like you miss out on that and then having um you know you can't go to the gynecologist and have an exam without being excruciating yeah, wow. pain that's another thing that you know that's a huge one you know that's like not being able to go get a checkup at the doctor yeah that's like every time if he like sticks the thing in your ear yeah and you just you will never know how your health is in your fucking ear canal or whatever yeah no i mean as men, I guess the only thing we can really relate it to is like every time you stuck your pecker, I don't know what to call it. It's a penis. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not dirty. Uh, penis into pecker. an orifice. Uh, like it just started like spasming yeah. and hurting. Like getting boners would be excruciating any pain. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which would be like every morning. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, man, that's that's crazy. I mean, I've never heard of this until today. Uh, I'm kind of wondering if there's, um, you know, like levels to it. If it's as serious as, you know, like maybe she's had sex before or she does have sex, but it is kind of a problem or there's a certain way that she has to do it in order to for it to go kind of smoothly. Mm, yeah. But 
it, it would be a crazy thing to hear if it's just like, no, it's impossible to do any of this stuff. Yeah, you know? I would hope it's treatable. I think it's one of those conditions that might not be curable, but might be treatable. But right. not 100% sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. All right, before we give him a call, let's get to our first sponsor for today. We have Scentbird, which is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. Uh, they have over 450 designer brands for you to choose from. Perfumes, colognes, Prada, Tom Ford, Versace, Calvin Klein, whatever you want, they got it. Uh, you try the brands you want, uh, it's the real deal. Um, and all you got to do is you, you choose the perfume you want to try. They'll send you a 30-day supply. That's like 120 sprays. That's if you're spraying a whole bunch like every single day, which I don't think is realistic. You could take some days off of, you know, smelling like cologne or whatever. But, uh, you know, and then you could just hoard them. You know, you have like a bunch of perfumes and, and colognes to choose from if you don't, you know, use all the sprays up in the 30 days. You have you have them there, you know. Um, yeah, if you're not sure what type of scent you're looking for, uh, you can sort and find your new fragrance by brand, style, occasion, season, or whatever. So they make it easy, and they have, uh, you know, Scentbird's True Scent Quiz, so you can discover more personalized recommendations for your taste. So they really make it an easy... Uh, you know, experience in picking out which ones you want to use. And with our exclusive offer right now, uh, you can get up to 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance, okay? Just go to scentbird.com slash OPL and use the code OPL for 50% off your first month, all right? 50% here. $7.50 to get, like, some designer perfumes or colognes is, is incredible, uh, again, that's S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash O-P-L. Put in the code O-P-L for 50% off your first month. And now let's give him a call. Hello? Hey, how's it going? You got Greg and Joe Hi. here. Hi, how are you guys? We're good. Um, so we kind of just went over the definition of uh, vaginismus. and Is that how you say it, by the way? Yeah. Vaginismus, yeah. Vaginismus. Nailed it. Okay, good. First try, boom. Uh, but it, like, I'm reading the definition on, like, Google, so I just wanted to let you know, like, I wanted to get your, like, perspective on it. Like, they say it's like a muscle spasm that makes it painful, difficult, or impossible to have sex uh, or, you know, get uh, gyne gynecological exams or insert a tampon. Does that, like, hold true, or is there, like, levels to how bad it could be? Yes, yeah, so that's pretty much what it is. Um, it's basically the PC muscles around the vagina, uh, well, these are the, the muscles that control when you pee and, and obviously allow for penetration. They just involuntarily just tighten up anytime there's any sort of like penetration. Um, and there are stages to it. So um, I think some guy named Lamont or something said there were four degrees of how severe it could be. The first one is more uh, like the muscles will tighten up and then, you know, you kind of calm the person down and they're able to have sex. It goes up to stage four, which is like extremely severe like these are usually women who were either um sexually assaulted at a young age or sexually assaulted like you know later on in life and those women um will like there's been cases where they've attacked the gynecologist or attacked the doctor um sweating nausea like just a lot of like just really really severe and i thankfully fall between like stage one and two i'm not that bad but there's definitely more severe cases um there's also two types of vaginismus so there's primary and secondary primary is women who were never able to have penetrative sex before and just kind of learn that they have vaginismus secondary is women who were able to have sex at one point and then um, either they 
were sexually assaulted or some in some cases women who've given birth are unable to have sex again so there's it's a very complex uh situation but that's pretty much a simplified kind of definition of what it is and yeah so, so is, oh sorry i was gonna ask is is this something that you have you know as soon as you're born or is this like something that came out of nowhere like for you specifically uh so for me i didn't know that i had it until I was about 18 or 19 when I first started like dating and was ready to have sex and I just wasn't able to and I didn't understand why and I didn't know that it was vaginismus. I just thought that it was something, I just thought that I was just nervous to lose my virginity. You know, you get that a lot where you're, you know, I just thought it was just nerves and it was going to go away and it never did. Um, I'm 23 now, so it's kind of, I didn't learn that I had vaginismus until last year. So last year around like October, um, I was dating a guy and he was just like, you know, we had tried and tried so many times and it just wasn't working. And he's like, okay, he's like, this is more than just nerves. You know what I mean? He's like, this has to be something and you're not the only person going through this. He's like, look into this and see like, find. And, you know, I spent like all night on Google just trying to figure out like what this is and, you know, what's going on. And I saw, read about vaginismus. It sounded a lot like what I had and. So I made an appointment with a gynecologist, kind of made sure that that was what I had. And then I've just been getting treatment ever since. That's crazy that it took, I think you said like two years to really even figure that out. Because I feel like you, people always say it's supposed to hurt the first time or it's not going to feel good the first mm -hmm. few times. So I could see how you would just imagine, oh, this is how it's supposed to be without realizing that there's actually something wrong. Yeah, it's actually... um. It affects, I've tried to find some statistics, it affects about 5 to 17% of women and so many women don't even know they have it. Like they're able to have sex and it just hurts all the time. Mm. And they don't know that that's because they have vaginismus. Some of them think that, oh, I just, I'm really tight or oh, he's just like too big. But in reality, it's your muscles are contracting for some reason and you, it doesn't have to be painful. It can be comfortable. It can be, you know, a pleasurable experience. And that's why it's so hard to get an accurate statistic of how many women are affected by it because there's so many stages, you know, so many people don't even know what it is. Like, guys that I've dated, I've said, like, hey, like, well, at least after I found out that I had vaginismus, I've said, like, hey, I've got this thing called vaginismus. And every single time I had to explain what it was, and nobody really knows much about it. But, yeah. How do guys typically react? Because I imagine, you know, now in your life, you, you tell someone before. How do you explain it? to them and yeah i mean what's what's like the general reaction that you've gotten uh well since my last relationship uh this was the guy last year that actually encouraged me to look into it so he we kind of found out together so i didn't really have that like moment of telling someone but um i started seeing somebody about a month ago and i before like when the first few dates i didn't really say anything because then i just want to be telling everybody what's going on but when we got a little more serious i was like hey like i've got this thing called vaginismus and you know i kind of explained my situation and the treatment that i'm getting and i was like you know i just want to let you know it's totally cool if you're not up for it like you're allowed to walk away like it's not you know this doesn't have to be something you have to deal with and he's been awesome like he's been helping me through it he actually um read like i have this book about vaginismus and we actually read it together and and you know he's been educating himself on it and stuff so Thankfully, my experiences telling guys have been pretty good. Um, it's more just like 
having to explain what it is because nobody really knows what it is. And it kind of sounds like, I think it sounds more serious than it actually is, if that makes it sense. Kinda it kind of does with, like, with the name. Yeah, we were saying like it sounds like a know. spell or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, I feel um, like someone who's totally miseducated, are gonna they're going to think it's like an STD or like something that yeah. can be transferred. Yeah, which is why when I told him, I was like, it's not contagious. Like, you're fine. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's just something that I'm dealing with. And, you know, that, you're okay to walk away. But, yeah, he's been awesome so far. No, that's cool. It's it's always good to hear a story about a guy doing something right for once. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I have stories of guys who didn't. What, but, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Well, let's. what is, I guess I'm curious, like, the pain itself, you know, what does it feel like and kind of when does it start? And I mean, feel free to get as detailed as you want, but you know, you're, say you're with a guy, you're preparing to have sex. Yeah. What do you kind of do to prepare or like at what point is it just once penetration happens that there's pain? Is it every single time or are there sometimes that, you know, there is no pain? How, how does it work exactly? Uh, so from my experiences, it's always been um we would you know everything else is great like i'm comfortable doing everything else and then it would come time to like have sex and i would just like kind of like okay okay go ahead like i got it i'm good i'm good and then they would start to like insert themselves and i would just like tighten up and clench up and i was like no like i can't do it i can't do it and i would like just give up instantly and sometimes i would cry because it's just so frustrating like for me and for my partner right so um or guys that i was attempting to try with and um it got really frustrating at some points like one time i said to my ex i was like okay let's just get really really drunk and try it like maybe it's just because this is before i knew that it was vaginismus so i would say like okay let me just let's get really drunk i won't remember it like it'll be done and like you know which is obviously not the way to approach this if anyone's listening that has vaginismus or some sort of like nervousness before having sex like do not do that that's not that did not work but um yeah so it's, it's just instantly painful and it's more of like that anticipation that I know what's gonna hurt so I just like my body will just clench up and even in times when I'm obviously like very like I want it to happen I'm not nervous I'm not whatever just my muscles alone will just contract and it's like out of my control like I can't relax them if that makes sense like like it's it's hard to explain there's literally like no control over them like there's yeah you just have to basically train yourself to like well what i'm doing now sorry is i'm training myself to like train those muscles to have them not contract when there's something in there and it's just been kind of like a slow process to make sure that everything's you can't do it overnight is what i'm getting at so i it would never worked because it, it needs a lot of work you need to train you need to you need to make sure that you're mentally okay and you're physically able to do it it can't it, it never worked before because it was always a painful experience and yeah it just can't be something that you can kind of push through if that makes sense literally and figuratively <laughs> <laughs> yeah and before you mentioned uh treatment i believe what, what what kind of treatment are you kind of going through yeah so i saw a um i saw a gynecologist and my main concern in the beginning truthfully was to make sure that like physically I'm okay like there's nothing that's blocking it that's out of my control so I went to see a, a, a gynecologist and told her about my situation and she was the one who told me okay no you're at like a stage one to two like you're not that severe and she put me on um, 
basically it's like this book and it's like a 10 step process of like how to like get rid of vaginismus and she also gave me a set of dilators is what they're called they look like dildos basically and they go from a really really small size like the size of like a pinky finger up to like the size of like the average penis and you just have to basically sit and train with them and work your way up till you get to the biggest dilator and uh that's why i keep i keep saying it's like training and training because you're literally just you put it in and you just get yourself comfortable with the idea of something being inside you like any sort of penetration and then when you're eventually ready you reach the biggest dilator you can attempt to have sex and hopefully it's a more comfortable experience wow yeah you're literally training your muscles i guess that's that's nuts mm -hmm. also shout out to dildos for like being tools yeah. <laughs> like i feel yeah. like people just I mean, it's it's a funny word. They could have come up with a different word, but like everyone <laughs> yeah. would just assume if you stick, a, if you're using a dildo, it's like it has to be for pleasure. Or it has to be sexual, but there's like yeah. you're going through a training regimen with them. That's crazy. No, yeah, it's literally I I go to the gym about four or five times a week, and I kind of set it up so that I come home and then I continue training almost, and I That's like smart. sit with the dilators and, and I sometimes I'm on Netflix and. I don't know if I should say this because it's kind of weird, but sometimes I listen to The Basement Yard while I'm just, <laughs> which is so weird. I'm so sorry, but it's, um, yeah, like, it's just kind of like something that I, that I do and until sometimes it is pleasurable, like, it depends on my mood, but I always tell myself I have to do it. I have to, like, kind of like you tell yourself you have to go to the gym. It's yeah. kind of like I have to train today. You know, you, you push yourself to do it and um people yeah. think they're getting a full body workout but you're actually truly yeah. getting a full body workout. <laughs> actually a full body workout yeah <laughs> um do you how long have you been doing it and have you seen any sort of results uh the trainer with the dilators yeah yeah so i started on february 14th this year i started on valentine's day and i remember because my ex and i broke up on valentine's day and one of the big reasons that we weren't working out was because of the vaginismus like he was just getting like i don't want to say frustrated but he was just like okay this is a lot for me to like deal with i guess i don't know but so i remember like i got off the phone we broke up on the phone i got off the phone and i went into the bathroom and i like was like okay i'm gonna start today like i'm gonna do it today and then i you start with a q-tip that's how small you start so i, I remember i grabbed a, a q-tip um i lubricated it like maybe with like five pounds of lube i was just like okay like we're doing this and i like walked back and forth in my bathroom like like braced myself i was like i'm gonna do this and i was like so scared and it was i was so nervous and then i inserted it and obviously it was it went well and then every day after that i would put in a bigger dilator get comfortable wear it for a while like just kind of sit down and watch the show or something have it in get comfortable and now i'm on the i'm on the last dilator so i'm on the biggest one. I think when I wrote to you guys, I was on like the second or third one. So I was still kind of continue, like kind of in the middle of my treatment. Now I'm on the last one. And um, yeah, so it's been since February 14th. I remember the exact date because <laughs> it was Valentine's Day. That's awesome. That's how to I hear. my Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> so have you been able to successfully have sex yet or no? Uh, no, I haven't. I, we actually tried um, a couple days ago. And it didn't work. It just like wasn't working out. And I realized it's because we were we're following a guide, like a guide of how to have sex the first time, like what position is more comfortable and stuff like that. And I realized we were doing it wrong. So 
we're gonna try again and see like how it works um the best thing like or like the biggest improvement now is i'm not like it's not as frustrating as it was before i had done the training so before i would just like give up and just start crying or like just be really upset and think like oh like, I, I can't do this like i'm never gonna be able to do this and now it's just like okay we'll try it again next week like it's kind of just like nice. a more yeah it's just okay we'll do it again later like it's fine and it's not as and he's been really great with like he doesn't make me like feel bad or it doesn't it doesn't get frustrated or anything so uh, i think that's a big part of it too I, i've dated some guys who weren't as uh <laughs> as understanding or as supportive i want to say and um yeah so it's nice to have somebody who's like no it's okay like we got this like we'll figure this out and yeah it seems like having the right partner is a huge piece of i guess this puzzle to you know kind of just everything along with the treatment and just to figure it out so that that's really cool to hear what did um what did the book say is like the best way for like starting out so you the it, so the man's lying down you basically get on top and you sit on it essentially and you the reason they say that's the best one is because um like basically when you're squatting on someone your like muscles like naturally will like loosen just because of that position and then you have full control of like sitting down and it's kind of like fully in your hands so it's more comfortable for women mm. to like just sit yeah. and yeah that makes um, sense yeah well so it, we're just gonna keep trying and, yeah, yeah no that that's really good to hear <laughs> that it's working yeah. out um how how did you get over that initial frustration because if there's one thing you can't avoid in this world it's sex it's like seeing sex hearing about sex talking about yeah, sex and even thinking so... about sex it's it's everywhere and then like for something so it's interesting when something physical can be so psychological at the same time like mm -hmm. it's not like you stub your toe and you're like shit that hurt like let me just wait for the pain to go away like i'm assuming did you feel like it do i just imagine you question yourself like why is this pain happening like you're literally getting cock blocked by your by vagina my... basically yeah. how, how do um, you like yeah how do you get over that frustration and just wondering you know why why that's happening yeah well i i actually did figure out why it's happening to me like that was a big step too is like why am i like this like what happened um for lots of women there's different things that can cause it like for um like i was reading about how some women you know were either sexually abused as or sexually assaulted as children or um were exposed to really graphic stuff as a kid or you know um there's just so many reasons of like why someone could develop vaginismus later on in life a lot of it is like early like when you're younger um, even some women claim they have it because they grew up in a really conservative like household where like no sex until you're married, sex is bad, sex is dirty and, and grow to like have this shame and they just can't bring themselves to like have sex. So there's so many reasons. I, for me, I think I've thought about it and I think that the exact moment where or kind of where it kind of started was I was like 12 or 13 and I was I had like. I had just figured out that you can watch porn online. So I went and like tried to find, or I was watching something. I don't remember how I got there, but I was watching some girl and she was fingering another girl. And I remember because she had really, really long fake nails on. And I remember watching that and like at 12 or 13 and going, oh, doesn't that hurt? Like that looks really painful. Like her nails are so sharp. Wouldn't that hurt the woman? Like what, doesn't that hurt? And then after that, like get older and you hear like, like you guys were saying, like, 
people saying, oh, sex is really painful or, or like um, it hurts the first time or it, it always hurts or, or whatever. And so I think that's kind of where it started was like just being exposed to something, not that it was graphic, but just seeing something at a really young age and not really being able to understand it. And then getting older and hearing just horror stories of like people around you and like, yeah, so it's... it's Wait, so it can... Because I was going to ask about like how the, the assault ties into that but it can be psychological first and then it's just kind of a reaction by your body either as like a defense mechanism or just thinking that it's supposed to be painful yeah yeah so it doesn't have to be something like for me nothing's ever happened to me like i was never you know never been through anything like that thank god but it it could yeah it could just be like being exposed to something um graphic or not whatever like just seeing something in your, your mind not being able to process it or um, some women, I was reading, some women uh, have watched their mother um, get sexually assaulted or like a family member at a young age and kind of watching that and can affect you later on in life. So it doesn't have that something happened to me. And you said you you only noticed it when you started to become like eight, when you were like 18 years old. But did they say that this is something that you get from birth or you just kind of gradually uh, yeah. you know, get this? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's something from my, from what I've read, I think it's something that if you're exposed to something or you, it's something happens to you is when you can develop vaginismus. I don't think that you're born with it. Like, I don't think that that's possible. I'm not 100% sure, but I know that it's usually from something that's happened in your life from what I understand. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, is there anything that I've like that we haven't asked that, uh, you know, that that people should know about this? Like, are there anything that, is there anything that people like kind of have a misconception about vaginismus that you kind of want to clear up? Uh, yeah. The main, I guess, the biggest thing is that, um, for a lot of women, and I've heard this so much of like, oh, like sex is always painful for, like it always hurts or it's always uncomfortable or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be, like that's it doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be like uncomfortable. It should be pleasurable. And if you are having some sort of discomfort, like it's okay. Like you can get that taken care of almost. Um, And for anyone who like feels that they may have vaginismus or something like that, like there's so many treatment options. Like you don't have to do dilators. Um, I know that there's some people who do like Botox, like they inject uh, Botox into the muscles or something. And and that helps somehow. Uh, I'm not sure about that. but there's that there's um there's so many options it's so it's so much more common than people think it's just that so many people don't know they have it um and that there's definitely treatment and you will get there like i'm so much more optimistic now than i was in the beginning like back in just february i was like i remember thinking like i'm not gonna i'm never gonna be able to have sex i can't have kids naturally i don't know like i'm probably not gonna get married no one wants to marry someone who can't have sex like i had all these like horrible thoughts and like now it's like such a short time i've made so much progress with the treatment and hopefully i'm able to have sex very soon we are like currently we're on a spree where we're trying almost every day so nice yeah well we're definitely pulling for you yeah for sure i definitely want yeah, to thank you. I, I definitely want to know when this happens yeah definitely email <laughs> us right after yeah. <laughs> yeah guys i did it 
yeah, call you exactly. guys before my mom. Oh, we'll we'll <laughs> cheer. Yeah. Well, we got to let all okay. the listeners know. They're they're going to be they're going to be yeah. wondering. But no, I mean that's yeah. that's awesome. I think Oh my god, hold on. That was so funny what you just said right now. You're like, I'm going to call you guys before your mom. Can you imagine yeah. like in this situation now she's going to cuz it's like a, you know, it's a celebratory thing to do that now. It's like I kind of worked up to this point where yeah, I can yeah. have sex. But imagine like the first time you had sex, you called your mom like, Ma, guess what? I know, She'd right? like, why the <laughs> fuck are you calling me? Well, I mean, yeah, my um, my friends and some of my close family know that I have vaginismus. Like, it's not a secret. Right. Um, I, a lot of my friends know. Um, my mom knows. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely going to, like, I remember like recently, this might be TMI, but I don't know. Um, recently, I was able to get fingered for the first time. So as soon as it happened, I like went home and I like called all my friends and I was like, guys, like <laughs> I did this. And they were like, oh my God. And they were, it's, it's such a, like a big thing for us. Like it's, yeah. it's so exciting. And yeah, so it's definitely not something that I'm kind of dealing with on my own or dealing with, with just my partner. Like we're, we're, it's a very open thing. And I definitely, when I have sex for the first time, probably gonna throw a party not even gonna no, totally. <laughs> no i mean the things we take for granted it's crazy I know. oh yeah and i was gonna say like i just i think it's good for everyone to hear even if it's not pain they're experiencing i just think so many people overthink sex as is like it's just whether they're uncomfortable with certain things or maybe they're not enjoying certain things or they just don't know how to like approach sex or learn more about their own bodies but mm-hmm. just to hear people, I mean, just to, for people to hear you talk about the way that you're going through this, I think that could help a lot of people. Um, yeah, to just like approach sex as just, it's just a thing. It's an everyday thing. It doesn't have to be this big like pressure that we hold over our heads. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, just, you know, explore, experiment, ask questions, try to figure out yeah. what's going on. So no, I, I think it's super helpful. Yeah, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at the pros and you know of, of having vaginismus. There actually are a few pros. I know that sounds crazy, but um, when I first learned I had it, I tried to. I had this thought of like, okay, like I'm not able to have sex. Let me make sure I'm really good at everything else that I am able to do. So like I would practice like everything else and make sure that I'm really good at everything else, so that you know when the time comes that I'm able to have sex, I'm just like. Fantastic. Go. <laughs> she worked on great. all the fundamentals you're right that's right. what it is yeah <laughs> and my partner is very grateful for that he's like thank you wow service. i like that honesty but that that's a great way to approach it. i think a lot of people would think that yeah okay so yeah so it's not like you're not doing things out there no no no, no. we're doing things yeah you're doing yeah you're hitting threes layups you're just soon you're gonna dunk. free throws that's what yeah it is. yeah exactly. the, the, the slam dunk is coming <laughs> yes and i'll let you guys know <laughs> no absolutely <laughs> we're gonna so oh yeah we're gonna like tweet it out put we it will on also Instagram throw if you want. a party yeah. for you oh yeah. yeah no thank you so much for being so open yeah of course i hope that i can at least help somebody out there who may be going through this and kind of have a positive approach to it like it's okay you'll be fine and yeah and that that yeah. wasn't a sex joke because joe's yeah. laughing <laughs> i just I covered my face like, but we oh always do that with the with trichotillomania the girl I who, who pulls her, ha- yeah. her hair out yeah and i didn't mean open that way oh god greg you know i don't know why why do we always do that <laughs> i don't know we always pick the wrong word <laughs> i don't know it's, not great, <laughs> it's fine <laughs> yeah it happens uh awesome no thank you so much and no seriously let us know yeah we want to know you can call no, your mom first but let us know after. <laughs> okay. 
no i will hopefully soon hopefully soon yeah. awesome and i also want to just say like also just you know the fact that you know you're saying you, you want everyone anyone else who's like listening that may be going through this like i think it's for for everyone i could see how this would be completely demoralizing being like i'm never gonna have sex just like you were saying your original thoughts were and then now to see where you are like you know you talked about you got fingered for the first time like maybe that seems like a small thing to everyone else but that's a huge milestone and maybe a huge milestone for someone listening like okay like she's she could work up towards it so yeah like there's a lot of hope in that so it's really cool that you were able to open up and like tell us that so thank you yeah even sir just to open up a little bit more i never was able to wear tampons because that you know that vaginismus affects that too it can never wear tampons and like um for the first time a couple months ago i was able to wear a tampon and it was like literally like the probably the best day of my life like i was walking around <laughs> like i'm wearing a tampon like i'm able to wear a tampon and it was like so exciting and now like you know every time i get my period i'm like excited i'm like okay yes i can i can wear tampons like i'm able to you know that's what i mean it's something that's so like everyone's like oh i got my period but i'm like oh my god i got my period i can wear tampons yeah. <laughs> so exciting that's another pro so, i guess yeah yeah, lots of yeah, very positive uh, outcome. It's good. It's good to have milestones, but you're putting in the work. Like you know, we're using yeah. like the gym analogy, but seriously, I mean, I'm sure it would be easy to just give up and say why me, but like you're out there, you're training for this. Exactly. It's like a you know the Olympics, but for sex. <laughs> the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, please okay. stop, Greg. Please. All right. No, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, I have a feeling we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> awesome. All right. Have a great rest of the day. See you. You too. Bye. Before we get to our final thoughts, let's get to the sponsors for today. Um, first up, we have Keeps. Um, you know, listen, losing hair sucks. And the fact of the matter is two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35 years old. Um, Keeps is super easy. Uh, it's the easiest and most affordable way to keep your ha the hair that you have. Um, it's FDA-approved products. Um, they used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive, and they're easy to obtain. It's super easy, and signing up takes less than five minutes. Just answer a few uh, simple questions and snap some photos to complete your online doctor consultation. Um, you know, they'll review your information online, recommend the right treatment for you. Um, the The you know, the treatment, they're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. So 90%, like this is working people. Uh, some men do experience hair regrowth and at best men will, uh, back up to 20% of the hair they lost, which is massive. Uh, only $10 to $35 a month. Plus now you can get your first month free. Okay. That is one hell of a deal here because look, I, I mean, it's a, you know, some people find it a little bit embarrassing or they start to notice like, am I thinning or whatever? And there's nothing to be ashamed of. You can also just, if you don't want to lose your hair, there are ways like keeps, um, to, to stop it. And even, you know, some people are, are experiencing some regrowth. So this is like an amazing thing. Um, so if you're suffering from hair loss, the last thing you need to do is wait to see a doctor with keeps. There's finally a way to get the help you need when you need it for a limited limited time receive your first month of treatment for free go to keeps.com slash opl okay k-e-e-p-s dot com slash opl next up we have open fit uh open fit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit it's a brand new super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room and as little as 10 minutes a day and you can access this with your phone, with a tablet, iPad, computer, uh, whatever you want. 
And with this service, you get to work out with amazing trainers like Andrea Rogers, who is the founder of the worldwide sensation Xten Bar, or the newest workout Rough Around the Edges with six of the most badass stunt women in the business. And honestly, the thing that's so great about it is not only that you get to do it in the comfort of your own home, you don't have to like pay for an expensive gym membership or, or you know, all these different things or be worried about, do I look weird doing this? Like you can do it in the, in the comfort of your own home, but you also can go at your own pace. So, you know, a lot of places they offer packages where you have to go certain days and whatnot. Like this is at your own pace. So if you want to do it, you know, twice a week, three times a week, like obviously this is at your own pace, but the more you do it, uh, the more results you're going to get. And you can see results in within the first 30 days. If you really take it seriously, um, you will lose weight, keep it off. You can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days if you do it the right way. Um, so yeah, open fit. Uh, it's changing the way people work out. And right now you can text our code OPL to 303030 and you can join in on the fitness journey personalized just for you. Uh, right now during the open fit 30 day challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership to open fit when you text OPL to 303030. Uh, you will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, nutrition information, totally free. Again, just text OPL to 303030. Uh, have that a great really- rest of the day. Like I work at Burger King or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that before. Thanks for coming in. Have a good day. And, have, uh, a good, have a good day, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was funny. Um, but yeah, that episode was really cool, man. I had never heard of that before. Um, I thought that that episode was, I mean, that was only, we're at, 32 minutes in i felt like it was very it was tight oh, i know sorry you know i, I was thinking <laughs> the floodgates that have opened i was thinking that because sometimes me and greg record episodes and they're like 42 minutes but they're very good interviews and after we, we stopped recording I'm like oh yeah that was really like that was tight that was like good it was like compact and it was like a lot of information it was just tight it was good so i was trying not <laughs> to say that and then you did um but uh yeah i thought i thought it was great man i thought it was very informative and um you know it's really cool and like i said in, in almost inspiring for people that you know, are going through that, if they see that um, word vaginismus in, in the title of our episode and they're like, oh, this is something that I can con- kind of relate to. I, th- I also think something that, you know, people don't necessarily know about. Yeah. Even if they have it. Right. So I, I'm assuming not a lot of people talk about it. So the mm. fact that now we have it and we got such a great story and such a great um, interview from her. It's just it's great to hear that she has worked up to the point where she's like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, she, and and she's going to be able to have sex one day. And, you know, she's got these little milestones that seem mundane to people. Like she was able to, you know, get a finger in there and she was able to get a tampon in there. So it's like, you're, you're, you can see like the progress, uh, you know, to, to, from where she began, where you, you, she couldn't do any of that stuff. So I think it, it's really cool. I, I love when our episodes turn out that way. Like when there's just like this thing, there's a problem, and now I'm working towards it. I'm not there yet, but I'm working towards right, it. Right, but there's right. a lot of potential for, you know, whatever. I think it's really inspiring for people to hear. Yeah. And just, I mean, we see, we do. We take sex for granted, like so many things. You just assume it's going to go perfectly. Yeah. And even if it doesn't, like it's never going to be perfect all the time. Like that's what I was saying. Like there's so much pressure around it sometimes to, I don't know, almost be perfect or it has to be better every time but that's never going to be the case yeah no but you know we're over here complaining about that when some people are just trying to work their way up to even have sex right and just just to experience any type of pleasure that comes with that and it's it's also like interesting to see how her perspective is totally different from other women where now she like 
like she said, she looked forward. She looks forward to having a period because she's like, oh, I can finally yeah. put my tampon in. Like, it, it's like she said, there's pros and cons, and and obviously there there are some cons that people would choose not to deal with ever. But you know, if she come comes out of this on, on the other side where it's like, okay, I'm totally good now, and I know my routine that I have to do in order to be to in order to have sex. Um, you know her her perspective on it is just different than people's, and she's yeah. more grateful for like the ability where mm-hmm. we just take it for granted. Yeah, and know? the little side story here, it just seems like an awesome relationship in general. It's like yet another example of the power of communication in yeah. a relationship and finding the right person that you can just be completely open with. That's gonna you know work through things with you, and that I mean that's any relationship, even if sex is fine in a relationship. Yeah. You know if if it lacks that communication there's going to be trouble. So that's awesome that she found someone. Yeah. So shout out to that guy, boyfriend of the year. Shout out to, shout out to that guy. Good for him. Reading books on it. I don't know if he's it. as, you know, as good of a boyfriend as the, I don't want to say actually. Oh. I'm not going to say anything because I don't know if this episode's going to go out before or after. Oh. But there was okay. another good boyfriend this season. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was before yeah. or after this comes out, but I almost, I almost ruined it. Yeah. 2019, maybe. The year of the boyfriend. The year of the... <laughs> Some some good guys out there. Some good guys out there. But uh, yeah, I think that is all for this week's episode. It was really cool. Um, you can uh, you know send us an email if you have a story or something you guys want us to research or look into, or maybe it's something you know you're going through or whatnot. You can reach out to us by going to oplshow.com slash contact and fill out the form and send us an email and we'll definitely get back to you yeah and uh don't forget to check out the patreon too we've now got a bunch of bonus episodes up there where we answer your questions we learn stuff about our listeners we follow up with people this is a perfect example like i hope she truly does call us when she i'm gonna i'm gonna email her and say actually let us know because we want to get on a call and like that's an example of something we would put up on patreon just like the quick call that we have with her celebrating some penetration so you know things like that we try to have fun with it some penetration and uh yeah just a dollar to get all those bonus episodes the support goes a long way so definitely check out patreon.com slash opl show yeah opl show (laughs) question mark yeah opl show uh and then on instagram as well at opl podcast yep and uh leave us a rating and review on itunes as well uh that helps us on the charts oh yeah and uh yeah that is all we'll see you guys next time Thank you.